Shady Pines Radio. Welcome back to another fine episode of Everything and Nothing on the Shady Pines Radio Network. I'm your host, Chris, and this is my co-host, Charlie. I'm Charlie. And we're bringing to you another fine hour of whatever wonky shit comes into our heads today. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, we've got another fine episode of Everything and Nothing. This time we have international comedian Manas Raj on the show, telecommuting in from India, which means she's going to be drinking a bunch of coffee to try and keep up with all of the shit that Charlie and I are going to throw at her. I'm going to be honest, we're going to learn today that apparently uh, Christmas is still a thing in India and that I am bad at culture. Check it out after this, guys. Hey, Shady Pines Radio listener, thanks for listening. We've got a lot of great shows, but I know you're thinking... Hey, there's no way I could listen to previous shows whenever I want to, right? No, you can't. Don't even try. Well, hold on, Riker, because a lot of DJs got archiving now through Mixcloud and various sites. Click on your favorite shows through the Shady Pines Radio schedule found both on the website and the app to find links to previous shows and information about the... Over 30 shows now have links to previous sets and more is to come. We're putting this together ground floor, so click around and click on donate if you can spare it. We'd appreciate it. ShadyPondsRadio.com Zebrosa Sound Radio, featuring the music of folks of color, women, LGBTQ, and more... Mostly indie, most of the time. Mondays, 8 to 10 p.m. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, it's just, uh, it's Manas Raj. That's Manas. What, yes. That's okay. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, Manas. It's, what, 4 in the morning there? No, 6.30. A little 6:30. bit better. Prime time yeah. comedy. Yeah. <laughs> okay hello yeah you always want to do comedy while you're while you're on coffee obviously that's that's <laughs> the preferred drink of comedians i've been to what's shows up? i know what's up <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i actually never drink before any uh, any performance ever because i like to stay fresh um yeah Awesome. I tried. I, I tried having a beer once, and uh, I realized that I say I swore a lot more in my jokes, and they were not supposed to be part. Those those words are not supposed to be part of the joke. So <laughs> right, I it, like, uh, yeah, it threw me off a little. Yeah, because then your joke doesn't have the same tempo that it normally does. Yeah, and the cadence and everything. It sort of like changed it for me. I mean, Rosetta Mike, so it was okay, but. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I realized that and I was like, yeah, I don't think a little liquid courage is going to help me. I'm going to have to come up with solid courage. <laughs> <laughs> solid courage, is that like chocolate? Yeah, chocolate, I guess. I'm trying to <laughs> try to figure. 
Chocolate it's helps like me that. out. I like chocolate. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Anything sweet. Oh, yeah. Okay. I respect that. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, as we do have you here, I should at least do some of our opening stuff for doing the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this here is another fine episode of Everything and Nothing. I'm one of your co-hosts, Chris. That's Charlie. I'm Charlie. And today's guest is Manas Raj, telecommuting in from India. Which I, uh, which I think makes uh, her our second international. Yeah, after my dad. I guest, think. yeah. I love yeah. We're, up. we're getting <laughs> we're getting farther away too, or I guess further west, depending on which side of the globe you're thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, my geography sucks. I just know the globe is circular. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like a, it's. I've I've heard it's a flat circle. I <laughs> there's some people. Do flat earthers believe in an equator? Do they know what that is? Yeah, it's just. They know it. it, It's just. It's just like the line down the middle. That's like. (laughs) It's. Yeah, whatever. It's. It's like the. uh, Yeah, there's like a a giant X. If you if you were out if you're on top of the glass dome that is the sky and you were looking down, there's (laughs) a giant red X and right in the middle. I don't know. Like, do they think that if we break the center of the world that it'll just fold? Is it a taco now? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> we wrap it in uh, a tortilla and nacho cheese. Is it a, is it a giant Crunchwrap Supreme? That's all I need to know. <laughs> oh, I miss Taco Bell. Oh, Taco Bell. I just had some and it's so bad every time. I'm just like, yeah, but I like it. Like, I'm just going to keep eating it. Try not to. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's like one of those <clears throat> guilty pleasures. Yeah, do you have do you have uh, a place like that now that you? Yeah, that you I mean, we have Taco Bell even in India. Oh, you have Taco Bell. Okay. Uh, is it? But is it the same? It's it's not the exactly the same. I would imagine. Yeah, no, it's not the exact. Same. <laughs> it's definitely not. Uh, like I don't know. It doesn't seem to hit the same way like it would have after like a show <laughs> uh, <laughs> in New York. Like the way I that's the last time I had Taco Bell. So I feel like that memory is nothing else will do justice to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's those things, especially after shows. There's like those few restaurants or before shows or something. Uh, here in Portland, uh, the original Hotcake and Steakhouse open 24 hours and just like the most beautiful greasy spoon you've ever been in. And uh, we went in uh, Joshua and I after a show and it was just, I don't know something about the energy and like someone, someone got mad that they waited a long time, like threw a plate and just left. And like, you already paid for it. It's not like, (laughs) like, sorry. I mean, at this point they paid for that plate now. That's what happened. (laughs) It's also like three in the morning. On a Tuesday, like calm down, like just <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean there were a couple of these uh, places that um, I think are, are very close to my heart, like um, because I started stand up comedy in New York when, mm-hmm. when I lived there. So um, I think uh, I used to perform at Gotham, and right next to that there was um, Jake's Salon, uh, which was. Um, a nice place to just hang out and drink a little bit later 
and they used to have these little booths that used to be uh, you know for the comic and i was like yeah i mean i've done one mic i'm sure i'm a comic now so, <laughs> so i was like can i get one of those booths and they were like no <laughs> have you done a show yet <laughs> and then uh, soon after i did a show and then they were like yes please come here wow. <laughs> so then so that was nice and uh, yeah so that was one place and then uh, right next to that jake salon uh, was uh, uh a taco bell where one would go after having a considerable um uh, number of drinks <laughs> <laughs> well something's got to soak it all up and nothing does it quite like a chalupa does i, I get yeah. it definitely definitely it's the flatbread i don't know how what they do what it is it's so beautiful they deep fry it. it's great they fry it. okay yeah. <laughs> there it is that's your answer it's basically that <laughs> Man, when I go to Taco Bell, I always have to special order my things, though, because I worked at a Taco Bell. So I know what the regular menu tastes like inside <laughs> and out. And I'm oh, like, no. no, these are the things I need to make this a palatable experience now. We're going <laughs> to add extra jalapenos to most of these. <laughs> I need the red strips on everything. <laughs> Just... Ooh, it's not bad. Yeah. Got... That jalapeno sauce is also a game changer. Just add it to Definitely. anything and it makes it better. Definitely. Yeah. I I try, I try to make that jalapeno sauce at home now uh but uh I mean I get the same kick but I never get the same consistency clearly mm. they put some sort of like I don't know gum in it yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> some form of chemical thickener that's probably you know sewing my heart yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. And it, it's stuff you can only put in food in America you, it's not allowed anywhere it's just something like <laughs> some kind of <sighs> yeah product <laughs> and yeah. I was like oh we found out we did do this if we synthesize i don't know something but this is slightly edible let's just put it in jalapeno <laughs> you remember all those tires we were trying to light on yeah. fire well they said we can't do that anymore so we found a way to throw them into this batch here and turns out it's just extra spicy i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah Heat is coming from actual fire and not really jalapenos. <laughs> uh, Manas, I always like to know, um, you said that you started in New York when you started comedy. How did you get started in comedy? Like what led you to getting on a stage? Hmm. Uh, what led me to getting on a stage? It was actually my therapist. Uh <laughs> I think uh, uh yeah I mean I guess she just got tired of laughing at uh, my discomfort in her room and she was like you know I it's hard for me to take notes when you're not taking anything seriously and constantly making jokes about it and we are here to work on you and I was mm-hmm. like sure but I mean I'm the one paying you so relax but just <laughs> <laughs> fine throw away your money i get it <laughs> but she was like no it might help you you need an outlet uh, do you tweet i was like no i'm and i don't do that <laughs> do you tweet, tweet. <laughs> sorry was this in new york was this okay that makes sense very much manhattan uh and i said do you tweet uh, do you follow me what's going on <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe 
just just told this one just asked this one patient if she tweets hilarious and uh, i said no i don't tweet because i mean i'm really scared of twitter and at that point in time i had an uh, like i had deactivated my twitter account because i'd never really spent any uh, time on it i used to just uh, i i thought i had a rad instagram uh, profile of course uh, <laughs> it wasn't and, uh, it only just like had too many pictures of avocado toast and uh, like any hey, that is very well in the portland market any millennial yeah <laughs> yeah right yeah i mean i did I, the, it, it did have some pictures of portland as well because i had visited portland at some point and we've talked about that but uh, yeah basically she said you know if you wouldn't like di- why don't you give it a try why don't you go to a mic and see how it, you know because i think you're genuinely funny and i said yeah but i'm funny in conversation not performance funny uh like you know like how most of us feel that we are comics right because yeah. our friends tell us that hey you should try it so that's how it actually it ended up but because i am a nerd and i uh, very strongly believe in studying the craft before actually doing anything mm-hmm. i went and took a course at manhattan comedy school and that's how i got into it and in that it was about what a six week course or eight week course and before that to feel comfortable about sort of making a fool of myself on stage i did some improv as well at ucb in new york and then um i realized that i actually quite enjoyed making a fool of myself <laughs> on stage <laughs> uh yeah that's how it started it's actually going to be a year now in december to, to all of this Ooh, nice. well, congratulations and i'm sorry that you got started right before a whole, whole <laughs> pandemic <laughs> Yeah, I think that uh there's good and bad to it. I think when I started I uh was just doing it for fun and I mean it, I still just do it for fun. Um uh, but I I think I um I think I I just thought that I'll do the one graduation show that comes with Manhattan Comedy School and that mm-hmm. would be it. And for that, I mean, I went to a whole bunch of mics uh, to sort of get comfortable on stage and try material and whatnot. And I don't know, I just kept getting deeper and deeper into it because uh, I always loved stand-up comedy. I've, I'd watched a whole lot of specials. I'd watched a lot of live comedy. I'd actually, I was in Portland for a weekend and one night was at Helium Comedy Club. Nice. Nice. Uh, so i mean it was it's it was always on my radar but i never pictured myself doing it um but then i don't know it just something there was just something so electric about it that i uh this continued and i know and then i moved back to india in march this year and that was not because of covid or anything that was by design i was supposed to move back in 2020 I was just supposed to move back a little bit later in the year but mm-hmm. the way things were progressing there I just thought it would be better for me to get out of there in March. Um <laughs> probably a good call. Was, uh, it was a good call honestly um it was a pretty good call and uh, yeah so I came back to India and turns out that uh, Zoom comedy came about and uh, I was feeling really bad about leaving New York New York's comedy scene. because uh i was uh 
it was just giving me just so much joy and mm-hmm. uh, i was so upset about that and i mean i think i was more upset about leaving new york comedy than uh i don't know the rent uh, but <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, but somehow zoom comedy came about and i i'm still able to do sets for like in new york time or uk time or uh even in like the indian uh, indian uh, scene and i'm still able to do international lineups and i actually really really i'm grateful for that so uh right now it doesn't feel that bad that uh it's um, the whole world went to shit <laughs> i do like the zoom comedy is basically turned like comedy into bagel bites you know comedy in the morning comedy in the evening comedy at supper time well, comedy's <laughs> on a bagel you can have comedy anytime no um <laughs> but i mean most of the comedians i've had on the show here have all been very clear about the fact that they hate doing zoom comedy at all they are they're yeah. so frustrated with all of it but you seemed fairly comfortable on a zoom mic uh you did have to hush a heckling windstorm i don't know but uh <laughs> in in the middle of like three of her jokes it just it would just come yeah. through and smash her punchline it was terrible but she handled it like a pro so i mean have zoom calls just been something that you've gotten more comfortable with as it's gone on or yeah i think i mean I'm the kind of person who likes to seize opportunities and not diss them. So, uh I mean, if it was about having uh I mean, I'm having virtual meetings at office. I don't see why I would like because in my day job, I don't see why I would not do virtual comedy in my side hustle. So, um I just took it on and of course there was an adjustment period uh there have been enough and more situations where people have been doing those uh, you know have been in the middle of a tornado uh during uh, <laughs> <laughs> during performances there have been enough times when people have uh, had comments during jokes and uh, during an actual recorded set not even a mic i mean if it was a feedback mic please give me your comments of course respectfully give me your comments in, at the end but yeah. uh, but <laughs> but uh, uh not all brown men feel that way uh and uh, <laughs> i see check <laughs> not all men <laughs> yeah so i mean i used to get a couple of like uh i think i said i made some joke on one uh, one actual recorded show and this guy was like oh my god there can be so many more punch lines to that uh <laughs> and i was like thank you so much but don't interrupt me during my set so yeah and we moved on <laughs> and then after that the producer me- messaged me and said i'm so sorry about that i've never had a situation like that I said don't worry just next time uh, just tell people that I mean we have 5 minutes it's not a long period of time to shut up yeah <laughs> just keep yourself muted fucking yeah yeah but it was but i've gotten comfortable over it over time definitely and because i because of the opportunity that it provides to reach uh different comedy different comics different types of uh comedy there are so many of these mics that are themed mics whether they're uh, you know r rated jokes or whether they are dark jokes or whether it's just crowd work i just feel that any practice is good practice so i i mean i'll take it till i 
and it has actually helped me write a lot or more i mean i seem to have written a lot more because i feel that i can i mean you can go up to a mic with the uh, with old material but something should have been done to it right to change right. it to work on it so i feel like i've been a lot more consistent on zoom and somehow uh, trusting strangers on the internet has seems to have paid off well right on yeah awesome like uh like i said most of the people i've heard from they're just they're not having it and so it is nice to hear that for some people at least zoom comedy is working out if being a little bit buggier than we'd like <laughs> at least working out <laughs> for sure and i mean uh i mean i don't want to belabor the point but uh we're in a pretty nasty situation uh in still in india live shows have started but honestly i'd have to go probably in that whole uh, hazmat suit and on on stage and look like a human condom so you know i i'm not sure i'm ready for that yet uh i'm not sure i'm ready to sort of get out of the house in that manner i feel i might have become agoraphobic but uh, that's again uh, um, an issue for my therapist yep. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> or your stand up stage either way <laughs> Or your um, Twitter, I don't know. Oh yeah, my Twitter, now, which is now active, by the way, because clearly oh. I need an outlet. Of course. <laughs> uh, I found, no, I found myself yeah. on Twitter a lot more now. I don't know why. Because I, like we I, just have that time. Yeah, just had. I needed one more social media to scroll through. <laughs> I did. I did cut out Facebook though. I can't look at Facebook anymore. So I just, I just like, I leave it there for the notifications because someone's like. Hey, it's a party or whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to that. Bye. Like, and then go on Twitter. Just like, I can't believe what someone just did. Like, great. I go to Twitter to bitch about Facebook that I don't go on anymore. Yep. Yeah, actually, uh, I barely ever went on Facebook until I uh, found displaced comedians. This Mm -hmm. that Facebook group, and now I go on Facebook only for that. and generally to just uh post stuff that i'm posting on instagram because uh my boomer audience seems to like it so <laughs> i'll take it <laughs> hey if you can get a boomer audience good for you they're the ones with money so <laughs> true <laughs> milk that as hard as you can <laughs> yeah for sure oh man yeah. now from the times that you were on stage, what would you say is your least favorite on stage experience? Like, what is the moment you're like, you know what? Fuck all this. I'm out. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. Uh, that was. I told you, one. Charlie. Every one of them has one. Every <laughs> comedian has one. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was this one time when I was in a. Uh, I was trying a different room. And it was like somewhere in uh, really deep Lower East Side in New York, and it was just uh, uh, it was just an out of body experience. There was I was the only woman, I was the only colored person. Uh, I don't know if you're allowed to say that, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you get Go to tell it. us what. I mean, I get to, I guess, so. I get to say that. Uh, let's say non-Caucasian person. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, mean, I was that. I was the only woman and the only non-Caucasian person. And I believe that my jokes are were genuinely funny because they worked in mostly all rooms. Even if they don't, there's a joke about my hymen that usually always kill. So, uh, um, and I thought in a room full of white guys, it definitely would. But uh, like, there was just like this eerie silence the entire five minutes. Oh, I'm so sorry. They don't know what a hymen is. Most of us have not experienced one of these. It's a whole (laughs) science debacle. And it's, I'm sorry. So (laughs) not your fault. silence for the entire five minutes and by when my set ended I I just said that you know I mean I have that voice recording right so I went back to it recently and um I was like I know you guys don't want to laugh but I'm having a great time up here and that's what (laughs) got the laugh I was like I mean seriously I write for hours and hours and then I riff on you guys not laughing and that's what gets a laugh uh and then they laugh more at that and I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> Rate this audience. They love it. It's Dom night at the Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, but I think, yeah, that was my least favorite time. But I think I definitely came out of that learning that, I guess, riffing helps. Yeah. I do know that um, before, in, in the before times, uh, one of the pieces of advice I had been given from uh, a good comedian here in Portland was that, I sounded like somebody who was trying to be funny. All of my mm. stuff sounded too scripted. And so it wasn't until I i literally lost my joke book at one point, right before I went to a festival in Alaska. And then on the lead up there, I just kept going. I was like, oh crap, I have to hit every open mic I can now and just try and replenish whatever my jokes are because I fucked up hard. And it turned out without having my script, everything came out so much better. And so that is what let me be able to start. That riffing right off the top puts you into a more comfortable cadence. And then let me be able to go and and get the same words out just in a nicer and more like natural tone. Yeah. Yeah. I think like I'm definitely working on that as well because uh, obviously on stage it was a lot easier. You just have I just have my set list in my back pocket, but and I mean not really reach for it, but still just have it there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean I am a lawyer by profession, so like learning things by rote was never a problem. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, because the New York bar exam is pretty much only that. Yeah. Uh, just a test of your memory and stamina and uh, I don't know, physical ability to give exam like exams for 12 hours over two days. But uh, be that as it may, uh, now I think when I'm on Zoom, I feel a lot more tempted to have like my notes next to me. And I think I need to get out of that habit because uh, uh Earlier, I wouldn't even look at my set list, right? Because it would just be in my back pocket and I'd be on stage and it would be physical. Here, I still have it on my computer and in a little note. And I I guess I keep referring to that a little bit, which I think uh, I have to get out of that. It's just that I'm writing new material, so I keep referring to it. But yeah, that's something I have to definitely work on in uh, Zoom comedy to, to be a little more natural by not looking at your list, set yeah. list. Yeah, it's already so hard to get it to feel like a natural interaction already. (laughs) 
That's true. I was kind of feeling that. I mean, not to. Okay, this is kind of a weird thing. Uh, J- Jimmy Fallon, right? I I'm not like the hugest fan of Jimmy Fallon, but when he's goofing around and like playing one of his games or whatever, he kind of feels the most natural. And it's like, oh, haha, yeah. like, oh yeah, I love watching him there. I hate watching his monologue. Yeah, yeah, no, his monologue is trash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and that's what I noticed when he was doing the thing where he just like they all went were like broadcasting from home or whatever. And like, as soon as he was, as he was like kind of off script and just like hanging out with his wife and kids and like having fun, I was like, oh man, that's that's so much more fun to watch. And yeah. then he would do, he would do bits or something where he'd have like an auto cue where like his writers had written him a gag and like emailed it to him. And it was so bad. And I was like, just, can you just like go down your slide in your magical treehouse yeah. that you live in? Like, just yeah. fuck off. Just like... <laughs> That's Wake true, up, you actually, weird yeah. zombie doll guy. Like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I entirely agree with that. I, I found Jimmy Fallon so much funnier when uh, like, when he was not scripted and when he was just hanging with his family. I can't believe that's what like we were watching as late night TV. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, rich people I mean, in their house away from the pandemic. It's so great. <laughs> yeah, like like in I don't know some part of the Hamptons or some sort yeah. uh, in like a, a gigantic house with quirky rooms and whatnot. But I mean, he he's worked for it for sure, have yeah, it. I mean, go for but, it. But and at that point in time, I guess right when the pandemic started and when all these late night shows went to um you know home productions, uh I think just everyone was just so much more forgiving right because all internet content was being consumed irrespective of quality <laughs> yeah 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 i mean and and the i think even for me like even when he was doing the monologue which was crap the best part was that his wife just wouldn't laugh at any jokes and he'd be like yeah. waiting for a laugh because <laughs> usually he has a laugh and his wife's just like no <laughs> yeah i love Earn it life. funny it's man so good. yeah she's, she's amazing i i actually really like her uh like that little bit that they used to have uh with the fallons questions for the fallons or yeah, something yeah. Like that. just walking uh, through the neighborhood answering yeah. questions about their love life and how they met my god everyone's just so desperate for a good story yeah <laughs> seriously i yeah anyway I honestly think that the last two episodes of last season of SNL gave me so much inspirational hope because I fe- I got to find out that once you took away all of their production <laughs> value, none of these comedians were better than me. They <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> the really. same level of content I was putting out right then. And I was like, fuck yeah, I feel I feel validated right now. <laughs> I'm going to say the same thing about those episodes as I've, as I have said. Those guys did commit. They were definitely in it to win it. Even if they sucked, kind of like there were some there were some pieces where they're just like, we're just going all in because we got nothing. Yeah. To, I mean, we're, we have to. No other choice. Yeah. And the one that like the song that Pete Davidson wrote about like being at his mom's house and like living with, and then Adam Sandler wrote like a verse for it. It was really actually yeah. kind of good. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, okay, you guys. Like, I I believe you. You're like, you you care about the show at least like that's bare minimum <laughs> no i actually uh i think it, like 
the fact that uh, so many comedians uh, like well established comedians are still doing covid jokes uh, i mean it's literally death by covid jokes uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, oh I yeah that's got to be hacked by now Brief, yeah, it's been it's, fucking yeah. nine months we, we briefly overtaken last uh, this last couple weeks by trump jokes election like, jokes i'm sure yeah yeah got got to dump them out Yeah I mean all uh, there are so the many of these uh, <laughs> there are so Thank many you. of these comedians on my uh, feed that are saying can't wait to make jokes that don't have the word trump in it except the next joke that they make is about <laughs> trump <laughs> like, I can't wait happened? it's not now <laughs> just... but yeah. soon you just wait <laughs> just just by by the time he's on the next season of the apprentice only yeah. then oh like, my god <laughs> you know what joe biden should just like start a department and just give donald trump like a de- like a, a department of something and just let space him have force. an apprentice yeah no, just go run <laughs> space force and have a, a season of the apprentice but like for space force candidates <laughs> that'd be so good i want I steve want i want steve carell to be his co-host and i want it bad Uh, oh my god yes okay that's so good in that but yeah go ahead um well i was just because i didn't i didn't really like space force i'm gonna be honest guys i didn't like the show i'm sorry i'm sorry guys. i, I mean i only watched it because there was because i needed to watch something and i need like i needed netflix to give me a warm hug <laughs> that's about it <laughs> it's true it's true yeah queen's gambit not very uh heartwarming i'll, I'll tell you that and definitely <laughs> and definitely tiger king pretty uh So I grew up in Alaska with a bunch of wolf hybrids for pets and so <laughs> I <laughs> I mean it wasn't too far like we had definitely way more cars in our lawn than we had running vehicles if you know what I mean. like <laughs> it, it felt very homey to me it was just a warm version of it <laughs> I, I mean oh uh, my god <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, i i that show really left me speechless like i i couldn't even make jokes about it i i was like what is happening here is this uh, what is this is this america and uh, yeah, is this where this i is, live this is so hardcore awful. america this is mainlining yeah. america that's oh what the fuck this god. is yeah i was uh, i was just shocked beyond belief and then after that i watched you and i was like yeah okay and this is better <laughs> i'll watch little kids jumping around <laughs> oh man well speaking of and i've been wanting to ask this of chris too but uh, cuz i was like hearing on npr and they were talking to a couple comedians about the writing process and stuff like that so i want like i want to know do you guys have a specific process you follow or something i'm not a comedian so i don't I don't know what you guys do. It's all magic. It's all unexplained. Uh I don't know. I let Chris answer that first. I mean, for me it much like what you were describing to your therapist. I know that conversationally I'm funny. And so what I do is when I have conversations with people throughout the day, something will eventually trigger laughter. And then if it's something that is it it like rang true enough to me, I'll remember that bit. and then i now know what my punchline is and then from there i'm just trying to deconstruct it into like what the premise would be that would get me to that punchline 
Hmm. So you work backwards actually. You work from punchline to premise. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very interesting. Um, my writing process is more. Um, I mean, a thought comes to me and I sort of develop on it, or I I read or see or do something, um, and then I take inspiration from it. Right now, I write mostly about my life. and uh, because i feel like uh, the more personal it is the more universal it suddenly becomes um so i do that uh and i actually do the whole uh i go the nerd way i i do the venn diagram i will uh write i will think about something and then i think about all the other things that lead me to it to see you know then i'll think about different perspectives around it just to get to the a to c uh the the way typical joke writing i guess would work um and then uh, it, it does sound a little theoretical but i feel like uh once i do a lot of that um and i free write a lot um uh, and on any topic that sort of comes to me or that has rung true to me in my life or an instance of stuff like that and then i develop a set around that and uh, one thing that sort of recently helped me a lot is the right end group um this is a facebook group called uh, right end for comedy writers and uh, every morning at 10 a.m. est you just get a randomly generated word and it's a it's on a live uh, youtube stream and um and you get 10 minutes to write your best joke and post it and you get live feedback on it from oh, a bunch cool. of other comics around the world so that has sort of kept me consistent so i've written every day because of that uh, awesome. i mean almost every day because of that at least for 10 minutes and sometimes those jokes sort of evolve into bits sometimes they evolve into a better joke and that can be tried on stage uh, or whatever virtual stage um yeah so that's how it sort of evolved and uh, basically whatever i'm going through in life at a particular moment or what i have gone through in life at a particular moment i sort of sit down with that and then dig deeper and then do the a to c sort of situation Can you cool. see the difference in those two answers there Charlie? That's how we know that Manas is a better comedian than I. Am. <laughs> <laughs> so much no, thought no. went into each one of those jokes. Where his mind was like, I made somebody laugh once when I said these <laughs> words. How do I get to the same punchline but without a second? How do, word? how do I get people to laugh with me? I just want people to laugh with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No but I mean I guess then that's why mine sometimes comes off as practiced and yours probably comes off more mat- more natural so uh it's uh, everyone's just trying to get to the balance I guess yeah. <laughs> otherwise both of us would have had specials by now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man what's your favorite thing you've done on stage though like your your favorite bit what is your uh my favorite bit on stage okay so there is this bit that i do i guess do. on zoom counts now too because that's also a thing but yeah actually on zoom there are quite a few uh one but i think my favorite bit still remains something that i done on live stage uh basically i have this joke about how uh, i mean everybody had jokes about uh goop and gwenapaltro's uh candle right uh i mean at least 
uh, eight comics i had heard make jokes about oh, yeah. that uh, that smells like your vagina but uh, so i mean the candle did sort of lead me to the jokes uh, about goo um but i was actually reading about the jade eggs that they sell yep. Yep. and um, and i mean i've read about jade eggs a long time back I mean, this has been part of indian sort of superstition slash myth for a long time <laughs> yeah. but um, i i got in like i started reading about it more i started seeing um, it more when uh, goop advertised it and i mean initially i was just in, uh, um, interested in it because of the legal element because she had there was like a whole lawsuit about it right um uh, where she had to uh, where there was a big fine and what not because of a lot of uh, medical claims that they were making that were actually untrue but that's how i sort of got into it and then uh i just broke down to what it was it was it was shoving a rock in your vagina mm-hmm. right <laughs> and my and my favorite bit that became that the only i mean i found that it's so bizarre and the only time i would even consider shoving a rock in my vagina would be if it was called dwayne johnson <laughs> <laughs> so, like all right that's pretty good so that was my that's been my favorite bit till date yes now i like that Go- goop has a lot of weird stuff chris oh my god charlie are <laughs> you a lot you, of good stuff are you on there right now uh well i'm looking at some products yeah i'm not on you're, you're doing the thing uh-huh i'm doing some research you know as as i do that's that's my part of the show is i do research uh live while <laughs> to provide context for people it's fun charlie is the everything i am the nothing <laughs> <laughs> He's got right, all that information. It's great. <laughs> so I'm just this looking. It's almost uh, we... like uh, George and Seinfeld, right? I've been referred it's to as George enough. from Seinfeld frequently. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, guys, uh, and I'll, I'll maybe I'll get your takes on this. Uh, I think I know Chris's takes, but uh, we'll have multiple takes. I'm thinking about uh, watching all of Seinfeld. I was too young when it started. And I remember what it ended, but I think I want to watch it now again as an adult. Chris, what do you think? I mean, I think it would be worthwhile, at least for a bit. I don't know that I would want to ever run through the entirety of Seinfeld, because I think at some point it just got repetitive and boring. Okay. Because you just, you run out of things, right? You just, there is no way to continuously come out with new content. The internet is proving this constantly. We're <laughs> trying, people. We're trying very hard. But there are really only nine jokes that exist, and we're just finding <laughs> different ways of saying them. That's... <laughs> I only know two. <laughs> so, I have a slightly different view to that. Uh, I was also very young when I watched it, and I don't think I understood... all the comedic prowess that went into writing a joke but uh not saying i have that now but i just i'm able to see the breakdown of a joke when i hear it now so uh, uh i'm actually currently as a, like i'm watch, rewatching all of seinfeld uh, <laughs> and i'm now on season 7 and i would recommend it i mean it can even play just in the background like you know again netflix me you need that 
like warm yeah. hug from it yeah. uh before you sleep so um yeah i've actually been uh, watching uh, seinfeld slowly but surely and i'm now I'm on season 7 yeah i i yeah i i just have I'd such fun memories i i actually like jerry seinfeld i think his bits like his comedy's funny like his stand up you know and and the so he was he was who was they were interviewing and they were talking about his writing process where it's just like I don't know something just bugs me something just annoys me in the middle of the day so I write it down <laughs> and then I develop it over like we, he's got like five, you know I, he did that in one of his specials where he just he had all of the yellow legal sheets out on the street like here's all the jokes I've ever written just everything that's ever annoyed me here it is like <laughs> yeah like what's a yeah, quick no. question correct for sure uh and uh, I actually was at Gotham once and he made a surprise appearance Wow. uh so he just like walked in and uh, did 20 minutes and somebody um i mean there were two people in the audience who were who asked him, two or three people in the audience who sort of asked him questions because it was a little bit more intimate setting it was on a wednesday night so there were like i don't know 40 people in the audience um and he was trying new material as well and uh, i mean i also asked him a question but we'll skip over that i asked him something really stupid <laughs> but somebody actually asked him about his writing process and uh he said exactly that he was like i just think about what annoys me and then write about that and um one of his jokes he tried that day was actually quite funny uh you know how um it was he has this bit in his new special um with respect to how the me too movement was uh like he doesn't say the word me too he just says that there was this new rule a new handbook of rules that was handed down to all of all of us men recently and um okay, or something like that start, okay. yeah i agree with that uh i was like it's not new you're just reading it now yep. but points uh, <laughs> solid points <laughs> it's never been new I should have known this should have read this long no. ago but uh be that as it may uh he uh he tried one of these jokes about how the the phrase no means no came about and he just talks about um in his uh, like the jokes that he was trying he was like suppose it was two birds would it be tweet means tweet and uh, <laughs> that didn't really get much of a laugh he was like okay i'm 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 not going to do this joke <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah no that's no, that's concerning that. jerry that's yeah, not great yeah i, th- I yeah. mean we saw, i you know in context he's still what is he, he like 65 now actually he's he's an old <laughs> white man like sorry yeah. <laughs> no that's fair so i mean i but i think he was what i just liked about that uh, his questionable uh, you know views aside that uh, he it was he was true to that what he said that it, it was if it was something that annoyed him value judgment aside he tried a joke on it and it was exactly in the manner that he mentioned that it, the way it happens for him yeah. uh the process again like quality judgment aside yeah yeah i mean it's, at least it's he's honest like that's what like, we're getting at here like the expression yeah. you know verbally the expression no means no i see what he's saying Yeah. It's like what else would it mean? Duh. Like Yeah. But Yeah. Yeah, but I know uh, he yeah. I, I guess he should have just picked another uh, you know, another yeah, literally expression. any other phrase. And yeah, so, I don't know, like it is what it is, maybe he should have picked. 
the uh the the one he had was uh that he brought up on npr was quick question oh and he's like yeah people say quick question I'm like wait am i supposed to answer quickly how <laughs> like is there a time limit on your question like <laughs> what about this is quick <laughs> now i'm asking questions about it it's over like it's too late <laughs> yeah so anyway uh psychic vampire repellent that's <laughs> that's on goop just found that so I'll get you some of that, Chris. Twenty-seven dollars on Goop. No, I'm not. I'm not dating that lady anymore. So it's oh. gonna be fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, at one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, eighteen carat solid gold dumbbells. Oh no, that's I obviously go. need that. Yeah, to go with all of the Taco Bell that runs this machine. <laughs> okay, this one I actually kind of like. It's two hundred and forty-four dollars. I'm not going to buy it, but it's a, it's it's a roller. You know, like a pasta machine, pasta maker. You roll, mm-hmm. and it, but it's for toothpaste. They'll <laughs> squeeze your toothpaste out of the. You I kind of like that. I can idea. make you that for twenty bucks, Charlie. All right, do it. I won't. Yeah, you can also give me twenty bucks, and we'll go to Home Depot. I can also just do, just yeah. do that by yourself by pressing on the toothpaste. Yeah, no. <laughs> I understand wanting a lazy version of it. I get that. Um, I used to have this thing, and it was reusable, and it was like two dollars. I just hit my mic. Um, that it's it's like this little slide, and it just fits on the back of your toothpaste tube, and you just pull it like pull it along, and you can reuse it with any like, and it, it's not like a two hundred forty four dollars. Like again, yeah, the, the idea the is that you, doesn't justify the yeah, and and like the next thing down, an eight hundred dollar saucepan. It's it's. It's made of steel. Like I could buy that. At- <laughs> I was gonna say, what about that makes it eight hundred dollars? Yeah, though? nothing. Yeah, what they are don't you even try to it? justify it. Yeah, what are you cooking? I'm, yeah, I'm so. Is confused. it that vampire blood? What is yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> the vampire blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I it just like see. I uh, I mean, if should have this website. I I I love it when people say lifestyle brand. That yep. means you can just sell crap. Yep. I'm doing it wrong, guys. Okay, 24 karat gold playing cards, $2,000. Why? <laughs> I mean, if I had $2,000, I'd be playing poker with real cards. <laughs> <laughs> Earning another $200,000. <laughs> Christian Louboutin child's shoes, $250 for, for a baby. For a, bit, <laughs> a toothbrush made of silk. That's just ridiculous I wait can't... like the whole toothbrush no just the brushes oh okay the bristles what, the, what are made yeah. of are made of silk yeah because but, what i mean are your gums made of cotton I... <laughs> what is it? that sounds like the mushiest toothbrushing ever yeah it says plush pleasantly massaging the gum i don't know Oh my god, this is amazing. I'm going to write so many more jokes on oh this. Oh my god, condom yeah. dispenser. Oh man. That's a, that's a flex. If you got for, if when the you, con- for when you really need to show off how much of a hoe you are. Yeah, like <laughs> I can't imagine where I would put this in my house. Like is this on the bedside table? Like Oh, yeah, just grab one for the dispenser. It's right. There. <laughs> it's it's like a pez dispenser, so like they pop up, you pull one out. Oh, I mean, wow. How interesting. I mean, do you get different options for the, the head part of your Pez dispenser? Because I have no. ideas. <laughs> no. 
is that the only thing that's going to help performance that night you see a little <laughs> jumping action <laughs> do you know um do you guys know Simone Yech I've probably talked about her before on the show but I don't For, formerly known as the queen of shitty robots um she kind of does all kinds of stuff now uh but okay. she, she's like an inventor and designer and and you know YouTube no, no, you can't just rush the fuck past that. How do you get the title Queen of Shitty Robots, Charlie? She used to make a ton of shitty robots. You'd have an idea for a robot and she'd just make it in the most like simple style she could. So uh she she's friends the- with Whitney Cummings. What is the deal? <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same energy. I don't know. She's 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 a Swedish uh immigrant uh and she lives in California now. But like she she had like the popcorn hat where it just had these two hands that would like force feed popcorn into your mouth or um the that sounds alarm, like throwing a lot of popcorn on the ground this the slapping alarm clock so it wakes you up by slapping in the face she made one uh last year which was the um the parent that like the 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 kind parent so you put it in a quarter and this hand comes out pats you on the shoulder and says they're there <laughs> oh my god she, that's she, yeah. amazing yeah she's really just kind of wild and, and just does whatever she wants Okay, but here um, in the time of COVID, that last one, I mean, yeah, I feel real. like she's making bank on yeah. that one. Yeah, it's just on her bedroom wall, and she just walks in. Just... But yeah. COVID or not COVID, I mean, parental approval was never coming anyway. Yeah. So I think Seriously? it's uh, I mean, timeless. <laughs> um, but anyway, I bring her up because uh, one of the projects yeah. she did was a, uh, a Pez dispenser, but a, a tampon Pez dispenser. And she actually got the, the head to look like a tampon, so you lift it up and pops up the same kind of way. <laughs> and I was just that's just what I thought. It was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it no, definitely did not it. cost forty two dollars, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's like uh I don't know, I have you watched uh, the modern family? It's like this lady sounds like Phil Dunphy from there. Uh I don't know if you've watched I have not family. seen Oh, it's just one of those that. sitcoms. That's that's what Al Bundy does now, right? Yeah. Yeah. But is it over? Did it end? Did it finally it end? Did it did end. It did. That's what Al Bundy used, used to do now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right. That's right. Now they have that, like, at certain places, obviously not now because of things. Right. But certain places, like, where you go get a pedicure and they have the little fish in there that will eat the dead skin off your feet. Yeah. You, like, you put your it foot It is the in. most pleasurable thing ever. Is it? Wow. Okay. That's a, that's a high praise. Once. I've tried it once. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a very weird sensation for the first. I mean, I tried it in Thailand. Uh, and it was a very weird sensation in the beginning but then i was like oh my god uh i mean so my dead skin is feeding these people take it <laughs> and it was actually pretty relaxing i don't okay. know how and i don't know why it was like i just had to get over it in my mind to yeah. what was happen- happening just like, I, i'm gonna be a part of the symbiotic relationship now it's yeah. fine yeah 
it took a while to get there but then by the end of it i was like okay i think i can get behind this once in a while <laughs> well, that's cool good to know good to know now we'll put that on the list for things to do when we can do things again <laughs> yeah Feed but particularly in thailand I'm like shit what i just heard was get myself a tupperware <laughs> container and some fish and we're gonna go to town well i don't know why we gotta wait this for be, i don't people. think it could just be any fish chris i'm sorry i don't think i mean no be- i'm gonna buy the right kind of okay. fish but like is your fit is your foot gonna fit in a tupperware container please it'll be a little <laughs> tupperware container i told you i'm gonna go be a hobbit in new zealand this is gonna be fine guys that's right. My cat swiped at my feet is what happened there. Oh, okay. Yeah, your cat. <laughs> and your I cat accidentally was... kicked the goddamn computer. Cat was not into it. <laughs> yeah. You're not the fish, okay? Anyway. <laughs> That's like the fish for me. Let <laughs> <laughs> me cut that back. Anyway, Chris, Chris, we're at we're at, we've we've hit we've hit our allotted time. We have we have yeah. come to the, the the appointed time. It is it is time to say goodbye. I, I mean, I mean, fish foot fuckery is probably the yep. best way for us to be ending anyway. That sounds great. Uh, I feel I feel pretty good about about everything that's happened here today. Um, you know, except for all the past I've had. Anyway, <laughs> Manas, I do want to thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with us today. Um, and hopefully we'll see you back around here soon. Sure, thank you so much. Uh, I've definitely had a really great morning and great <laughs> conversation. Uh, love to have being here, and uh, see you guys soon. Thanks, right, well, thanks so much. You take care. Bye. 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 very special thank you to our guest Manas Raj for telecommuting all the way from the other side of the world at 6.30 in the morning very much appreciated uh, you can find Manas and her comedy on Instagram at manasvini underscore raj underscore comedy uh, you can find her stuff on YouTube uh, she's going to be playing at the D- Diversity Showcase on December 5th the New York Underground Comedy Festival we'll have a link in the description uh, if you wanna, if you wanna check it out. Uh, hey, if you like what uh, we do, you can check us out as well on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're we're around and about. Uh, you know, if you want to listen to old episodes, you can find us uh, wherever you find your podcasts. Be that Spotify or Apple or whatever, whatever you may use. Guys, thanks so much for listening. As always, you can hear us here, Shady Pines Radio. Thursdays, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And we will see you next week. Well, hello, Shady Pines Radio listener. We're volunteer-run, but there is a cost for doing this here radio thing, so we rely on you 
for donations or monthly patronage through patreon.com, sales of our Shady Pines radio swag, and advertising. So, you know, if you want to do a little advertising, say for your small business, your band, or an upcoming event, well, that's something we'd like to talk to you about. We can create affordable ads that play throughout the day, attracting people to your cause. And the ad revenue you provide goes towards keeping this volunteer radio station going and growing. Give it some thought and connect with us at ShadyPinesRadio at gmail.com. Let's help each other out. And thanks for listening. Brady Pines Radio. Shady Pines Radio.